Richard Blank, welcome to the show. And you have an interesting background. You are running a call center in Costa Rica, and you've been doing that for almost 25 years. And you're living the great life of an expat in what sounds like an amazing life. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll kind of dive into some of the more juicy stuff that I like to talk about. Well, first, Doug, I can't thank you enough. I love being on your show with your listening with leaders audience. I'm sure I'm going to share some nuggets today, but my story began in Northeast Philadelphia. When I graduated Abington High School in 91, I doubled down on my favorite class, which was Spanish. Didn't go <laughs> Ivy League. I went to Arizona. Okay. Spanish communication major and building momentum. And when I was 27 years old in August of 2000, a very good friend of mine gave me a one in a million opportunity to move to Costa Rica for just a couple months and teach English at his call center. Well, that barn door was open and my friend, if you can get past your parents, go, you can live anywhere in the world. So I decided to, I guess, relocate. And I worked at my friend's center for four years. I learned the business. And then in my mid thirties, I had the maturity, the impulse control and some capital. <laughs> and started my business. So my wife and I built a company and we just celebrated our 15th year Costa Rica's call center. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so does the call center work internationally or is it or is it just Latin and Central America? It's a great question. The majority of our clients are United States and Canada. Since our proximics to the United States, we're on the central time zone right, right. now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have either lived in the United States, visited the United States, have family there, and a large expat population here has helped this population being attuned to the North American market. So companies such as Amazon, HP, and Intel, they're here because of the democratic society, the infrastructure, the neutral English accent, the skill set, and the fact that there's no standing army so they put all that money back into education with a 95% literacy rate. And a guy like you, you hop on a flight, a couple hours, I'm picking you up at the airport and there we are. And so wow. it, it really has a lot of benefits of being here. Plus the weather is incredible. You gotta be kidding. <laughs> yeah, like right, right now, I live in uh, central California, just south of Yosemite. And I'm looking out at a deluge of rain coming down. Blood warnings on my phone. Now we won't, we won't, we won't suffer from that. But because we're on a hill, but uh, it's a mess here. <laughs> hey Doug, I joined the work with my convertible car, listening to In Excess this morning. So that's oh. how I <laughs> that sounds really great. So, what do you enjoy most about what you do operating a call center? Well, I like feeding families. It's just the medium for me to do what I want to do. I have a luxury trade. The fact that I'm a linguist, I get to work with rhetoric and I work with English second language agents to expand on their self-confidence, self-reliance and their marketability. So we do a lot of coaching here. We do quality control. I just don't write checks. Wow. And so when I hear somebody speaking on the phone and using specific soft skills, doing positive escalations with gatekeepers, using military alphabet, knowing when to interject with rebuttals and clarification questions, it's a beautiful dance. It's a nice art. And if huh. these individuals can build upon these skills, then they can make a fortune down here and earn more than most vocations. And so besides feeding family, it was a lot of positive reinforcement of me being a leader because I needed the HR. I needed accountants and attorneys and CTOs to run these companies. I couldn't do it. And so I'm a specialist of a motivator, linguist, and trainer and a salesperson. And so um, I was able to delegate. I was able to expand. Since I'm a guest in this country, I needed home court advantage. So I needed to hire locals. And by combining my A team, I was able to withstand a very competitive industry. Now, here's the skinny. 
I am competing against Amazon and their thousands of agents and I can match their base and benefits. And there's, there's natural attrition for schedule, distance, best friends or, or money, but I don't give walk of shames. I don't deface on the floor. In fact, my friend, I have a gamification culture. So I, I collect pinball machines and air hockey. <laughs> so we play together. We bond together, let off steam together, recharge batteries. And I've even seen people smooth and buy the Pac-Man machine. So I, I've created a wonderful <laughs> company culture here. How many employees do you have? Currently 150. Wow, pretty good size. And they're all local people. Yes, and, and unless they have their legal paperwork. To work within Costa Rica. So we okay. follow all labor laws, but I'm open to everybody. And sometimes I'll have some expats or people that have served in the military in the United mm -hmm. States. I'm not saying I have favorites, but those are usually the people that I like to promote most. And um, I am a guest here and I need to follow certain laws. And the clients that I work with have to understand the labor laws. Not only that, there's certain things that you do in New York, Chicago, and Philly you might not want to do here, right? right? Profanity might not be appropriate. Sometimes an overzealous supervisor might be misunderstood in regards to his motivation. Don't write in red, don't bold cap. And, and so I need to sometimes integrate two cultures together so it works. And so a lot of it is just educating the client in regards to working off. You know, uh -huh. I love the idea that you see yourself as a linguist and a trainer and a teacher. I mean, that for, as a CEO, that's a very, I, I, first of all, I think that's what the role of the CEO is primarily, mm -hmm. but it's very unusual to hear people talk about that. Tell me, uh, tell me about those roles. First of all, as a linguist. Well, that's quite easy. I'm in a very strict Catholic country. So you need to be diplomatic and strategic with, mm -hmm. your, with your vocabulary, with your semantics. And so me, it's better for me to absorb and to learn even the bad words in case they use them against me or I do not use right. them. And so by doing this, it just acclimates yourself even better. But no, as, as a linguist, I, as I say, it's a seller's market. These individuals can choose accounts. So I don't do things to compromise their ethics. They're clean accounts. We, we don't do stocks or casinos or sports books, pharmacies or sweepstakes. We don't do the things, Doug, that Hollywood glamorizes. There are call centers that sell stock and they have beautiful delivery rhetoric and they dress in three pieces, but not everybody sells stock. There's a lot of individuals that make and receive calls to retain a client, get upsells, referrals, and even an exit interview with companies. And, hmm. and most companies today, Doug, are preferring omni-channel non-voice support, chat and email, where I stress to my clients the importance of live interpersonal communication to maintain that relationship. So to, to answer your question, what do we do and, and how do I do this? I have a passion towards the art of speech. I believe that if I can build future leaders and I can give them such rich vocabulary, transitional sentences and allowing them to engage in conversations, I think they could be incredible outside of the office. They could save a marriage, a Thanksgiving dinner and make a thousand best friends. Have you that's seen what I do, Doug, down here. That's pretty darn cool. Have you, have you seen transformations with people that you worked with where their lives have changed because of working with you and your team? If they allow me to, ah. if they start off strong with me, yeah, fill out your resume and tell me you're loyal. But if you start not showing up at work, we got issues. Right. I can't exactly. fall on the sword for you. I can't cover for you at the office if you can't even show up on time. Right. And how am I going to promote you if your peers don't respect you? So why don't we do this? The first time I meet you, besides being impressed that you're bilingual, it shows cognitive skills, structure, and discipline. We both bring that to the table to show respect. 
but why don't you turn your piece of paper over dog and write me a coming of age moment when you beat up a bully or saved a kitten. Can I see the depth of your bench? So on a rainy Wednesday, I can call you the champ or the kitten saver. Right. And we can get real sometimes so I can call the balls and the strikes. Yeah, I love that. And, and I love those you. are the sort of things that I can build upon in that sort of momentum. But here's my real secret. It's your first day at my call center, right? And you're intimidated or you're going into a class. My first class is recess. The first half an hour, you're in the game room playing pinball with me. So you can relax and make best friends. So instead of huh? absorbing, now you're contributing. Right. And I've added to such momentum. Now it's baton passing. And wow. to answer your question, yes, as long as you can get out of your shell, shed some skin, be coachable and mature enough for me to make suggestions with you, then we can move forward together. Absolutely. That, it's so refreshing to hear this. So refreshing. That's how You're I was doing, raised by my mama. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, you are doing it. So, of course, this show is called Listening with Leaders. Uh, and I'm all you've looked into my background. Um, I'm all about listening, especially listening to emotions. Tell me, tell me how important listening is. It's a call center. How important is listening in a call center? Well, you need to be authentic. I believe in checkpoints. Mm -hmm. And if you can repeat and clarify things with individuals, then it shows attentive listening and, and great note taking. I believe in meeting minutes using military alphabet can help spell out an exotic name so you're not guessing or having things bounce back. Once again, I was discussing with you readjusting tones by giving escalations, positive, of course, or to asking second or third follow-up questions to a topic for open-ended questions. So you, you just don't desert pitch with no oasis. You just don't move forward. Mm -hmm. and, and so these sort of common sense living in the now, soft skills, like the genius Robin Williams with his improv, and spontaneous personality, I can anchor with you if a dog is barking in the background. I can, I can inadvertently and passive aggressively let you know I love dogs. What's its name? What's its breed? And how old's your puppy? <laughs> so instead of killing the call, I'm falling on a sword anchoring, and now we're talking about your dog. Right. And that will assist me in converting the call. So as long as you're a painting and not a print, you can still be loose a little bit to, to zig and zag. You should enjoy these phone calls. They should be wonderful experiences for you and the client. Wow. So how do you go about training people who are walking in to do this, all the things that you're describing? You're, you're describing a very sophisticated cognitive skill. My brother, if I could do it, anybody can do it. You're smarter <laughs> than me. I just oh, have a nice smile. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think you've been doing it for a long time, so you're really good at it. How about this, my friend? I know what I know and what got me through here. And I was not an honor roll student, but I had people that really saw my potential and really enjoyed seeing me glow and shine towards something. And so why don't we do this? Besides the pinball, the first thing I'd like to do in class is ask a couple questions. First is how many bosses have you ever met before that are gonna train you Monday morning? 10% raise their hand. So at least I'm showing them respect off the bat. Right. And then secondly, it's about fear. Any campaign I'm gonna put you on dog, it's 10 times easier than you learning a second language. And if you're not breaking the law, why are you afraid of a cop? If you're not cheating, why are you afraid of a teacher? Right. And if you're coming to work on time, pen at the ready and coachable, why would you be afraid of me? Give me a clean slate like I am with you. Let's be real like that. And if we can start strong like that, we can move forward like that. Don't blame me on your last guy. And so I put fear into perspective. I'll give you your armor and your shield and your sword. And yeah, you'll look great on your white horse. But my man, if you do not have the psychology 
to walk out there with your balance and your focus and being in the now, you're going to get knocked out. I mean, Wetner went 15 with Ali. Unfortunately, he didn't go the full distance. Boxers, if you look away for one second, you can get clocked. And so these people really need to be breathing, focused, taking notes, and being very active in these engagements. And if they do, that's how it's dedicated practice. I, I am Mr. Miyagi, but my goodness, you need to practice your kicks <laughs> on the boat. And you remember on the beach when he was doing that one move on that post? Uh -huh. Doug, if you're not doing that, we're not going to beat Johnny. That's and right. so I expect them to come back practicing, dedicated practice, reading things out loud, studying their thesaurus and vocabulary and, and coming to me like a cat with a bird. What did you catch this week? What did you learn this week? What, what inspired you so I saw that you went above and beyond what the average person does? That is the sort of energy that I'm looking for. Wow. I would guess that people love working for you. Most of them do, but some <laughs> of them peace out and leave. And well, say I was the worst boss ever. What are you going to do? You're the worst. You're no, the I mean, you can't please everybody, but I mean, and some people just have so much wounding inside, you know, there's nothing you can do with them anyways. So they can't look at me in my eyes and they know I gave them the all. Right. And guess what, my friend, something happened outside of the office. That That's I right. No idea. Right. I caused these individuals to make these sort of decisions because when I see them in the mall, sometimes I'll get the hello and then they'll come to me and go, yo, man, I'm so sorry. This right. was happening. This was happening. It wasn't you. And I know it wasn't me. Right. And then I make them feel guilty a little bit later right. on and then we move on. But you know what happens then? Uh, then I got to make a call to my client. Because when I get the surprise, I show character during chaos. And so I'll call you and go, hey, Doug, Billy didn't show up today. <laughs> so <laughs> what's, what are we going to do? Listen, I got a couple of people in, in the loop. I've already had one person trained. I can bring them in right now. We're back and going. And if we can get through this together, what happens when we scale and have 50 seats together? And then we're aces. And so I try to not encourage those moments, but when they happen, I'll jump on that grenade immediately. I can't wait to make that phone call right. and tell you great news, Doug, because I got a solution for you. Right. So you're staying, you're staying really actively engaged with your clients staying ahead of the curve. In a call center environment, of course, there's a huge attrition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have to. Huh. But tell it's nothing personal. As I say before, I'm not going to make you cry. I'm not going to force your leaving. Right. Because that's stupid. You're, you're cutting your nose to spite your face. But... Right. You know, if you have a better schedule for your university, it's closer to your home or, or your boyfriend or girlfriend works there, or let's just say you are so talented after working with us, of course, <laughs> that you can earn an extra $3,000 a month. And, <laughs> what go. do you want me to do? I've done my job. Now it's time for Richard to let go of Doug's bike. Right. You see where Doug goes, you know? That's really cool. Tell yeah. me about empathy, the importance of empathy and leadership empathy. It's got to be sincere. Okay. And it's got to be given both ways. But I can't extend empathy if you're scared of something. I right. want you to be bold, but I want to see that you try. And if you do, we can do it at certain stages. I believe in praising in public and critiquing in private, but mm -hmm. it's really not critiquing. I'm going to use your call against you. I have, the, I have the luxury of a quality control department. So Doug, if you're not feeling well today, and I know you did 44 the other day, I'm going to pull a call today and go, you didn't even say Mrs. Jones' name. You didn't use the military outfit. She asked you how you were doing today and you continued, didn't say, I'm doing fine, Mrs. Jones. Thank you so much for asking. You didn't ask about her dog. It's her fifth year anniversary. It's in the notes section. Why don't you mention that to her? 
And her name of her company is Mrs. Jones Ice Cream Sundays. Why didn't you scream <laughs> that when she picked up the phone and asked her what her favorite flavor was? You're out of character today, Douglas. What's wrong with you? I've seen you at your best. Come on, kitten saver. You know what you need to do. <laughs> oh, Rich, I didn't sleep well last night. My stomach hurt. My, I'm fighting with somebody. I go, okay, champ. But remember, you're here to recharge your batteries so you can accomplish what you need to do outside of the office. You don't want to double down on bad. This is the time to flip it around. Do you want to get some water? Yeah, sure. Let, let's go get some water. Would you like to play some pinball? Yeah, Richie, let's do five minutes. All right, champ, because I know your track record. You are the man. Let's go downstairs, water face, coffee. We'll get back and you're where you need to be again. Wow. That's where I get the respect of the crew. Right, right. That's I love you, Doug, and I don't want you to quit. I know you're having a weird day. And that's why I got to get you back into where you were. Right. Before. Right. Excellent. There are a lot of lessons there that in, in how you're talking about it. And, and a lot of lessons that a lot of leaders could pick up on it and, and learn. Do really you want to threaten you and fire you? No. <laughs> they have leverage. You can do that. But the agents have leverage. They can always leave. And then you have no friends at your Chuck E. Cheese party. Right. That's There's right. A special and, balance there with everybody. And I would hope that you would build a reputation in the community. That this is a cool place to work. It is, but it's also a small environment, which means that they know their boss. So if they have some sort right. of frustration, they can literally take it out on me. Right. And I've had my car scratched before. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> um, but as I say, that's the that's the Sisyphus. That's the rock up the hill. And this is what I asked for. This is the price that you pay. For being a CEO, but not only a CEO, a frontline with the people CEO. Look what happened to Patton when he was with his people. I mean, Chesty is a Marine. Right. I mean, when people sit with their people and eat with their people, they might get spoken about by their people. Right. And I'm okay with that. That's old school leadership for me. I believe in circles. I believe in synergy. This is not 1984. Don't put me on a pedestal. I am a part of you as you are of me. You mentioned earlier things on the table, everyone leaving something on the table. Well, how about the mutual respect and dignity? And I will take the responsibility of giving you job stability. And if your mother shows up, I'm dressed to meet her downstairs. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Do you know how long, do you know how far that gift goes? When yep. I meet your mother and I go downstairs and just say, Doug's the greatest kid. No, I will mention five examples of when you were a top performer in that call with Mrs. Jones's ice cream Sunday call, where you know through real empathy that's sincere that I really told her a real story about what you really did. And then they're going to talk about it that night on how proud I am of you. And it's sincere because I backed it up with five stories. Right. And I told you to calm down and wait a minute because I'm still not finished with your mother. Right. Who's welcome at any time. <laughs> oh, it's a wonderful culture. And, I, and they say, well, Richard, you're the first one ever. And I go, I go, Donia, that's a shame. But I may not be the last because when your son or your daughter becomes an owner of a company, they had that one perfect boss, which was me. <laughs> and they're going to pass that tradition and pay it forward because that's the old school things that we do. You, you don't need a computer for that. I don't need electricity for that. I could be at a, you know, at a swimming pool and still doing this. I don't need technology to back me up. I am the backup. Right. 
think if your audience can do things like that, not rely on technology, you will be the brightest diamond out there. Really cool. I mean, I get excited listening to you, frankly. I just, this, just your I whole attitude. Box in the background, I treat myself too. That's all <laughs> the regions. Don't kid yourself. I don't work all day. We also play. We have music in the center. We make it, as you say, my man, we make happy house. We make it very right. cool. So I got one more question for you. We'll wrap it sure. up. Tell us one thing about yourself that we wouldn't know unless you revealed it to us. Oh, you have no idea what I'm going to do when I retire from this. I'm going to write children's books. Whoa, no way. <laughs> Good yeah, for you. It, it's it's going to involve mini golf and Rube Goldberg experiments. So you sit tight. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Richard, thank you so much for being on Listening with Leaders. This has been an amazing conversation. I really appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Had a great time, Doug. Thank you.